What's up? What's up? It is Vaughn Joseph here. I know you've been waiting to hear my lovely voice. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. Hey, I've been busy. But it's time to get into the podcast. So thanks for listening. I got some fun stuff for you today. Nobody in the studio with me today. So it's just going to be me talking want to make it nice and quick because I know it's the holiday season. It's like eight days left until Christmas. Can you believe it? Money 21 is almost over. We will soon be rolling into money 22. Hope you've had a great and safe year. I know so many people that are in the struggle right now. COVID is on the rampage over here in England. I'm staying my ass in the house. So that's how you know you're going to be getting loads of podcasts from me, baby. Because I got nothing to do but sit in the house and stay away from the germs. So um, don't forget to follow us, you guys. I promise you, in Money22, I'm all over the Instagram. (laughs) He never does the Instagram. I know I don't. I'm really bad with the Instagram stuff. So I'm going to be much better with it going into Money22. So hit us up on the new Instagram because I had to open new accounts. Because apparently once you close an Instagram account, they don't let you get the name back. So V3TV Instagram is no longer a thing. It is now at V3TV UK. So just like the website, V3TV.UK, the gram is V3TV UK. Um, tune into our other podcast too, you guys at beatdown uh, pod so that's the beatdown podcast if you want to hear some music we got dr chima anya hip-hop artist and um doctor so i get to talk to him about covid and how much i don't believe this that and the third and he gets to argue his point <laughs> there was a lab leak <laughs> Um, and we got Mr. Uwe from Uwe.eats. So if you want to talk food or get a uh, different perspective on some stuff. And occasionally we have a female on there giving their perspective. We had uh, Aya X King on there on last this week's show. Yeah, today's Thursday. And uh, anyway, so follow that at Beatdown Pod. I got a new podcast launching, two new podcasts launching in Money 22. One called Deadbeat Dad. <laughs> you can figure out what that one's about. And I'm going to be doing that with my sister. Oh, in Canada, Toronto. So that one's going to be interesting. We'll see how that one happens. Um, if we can hopefully get that one off the ground. And I've also got another pod called My 25 Cars. So follow that grand page at My 25 Cars, the number 25. Um, that's going to be, that's one, that one's, I'm looking forward to that pod because that one's going to be about me and it's going to be about my life and my 25 different cars. And yes, I've had 25 cars. I know that sounds crazy, but that is what has been going on. So most recently, funnily enough, I just got the 25th car. My mom was in the country from the U.S. for Thanksgiving slash her birthday because I'm not allowed in the U.S. because I have a vaccination. But um, so she came here and I bought another car because I wanted something a little bit nicer than the one that I was driving. And I don't want to put a lot of miles on one of my cars. I've got three cars. Nightmare, I know. But anyway, long story less long. 
A week later, somebody backs into my car. <laughs> so that's how my 25th car life is starting off. I just picked up the rental today, so I'm in a nice Mercedes truck. Um, but the podcast is going to be about all the things that were going on in my life when I had that car. Going out, getting pulled over, drinking too much, maybe getting fresh in the back seat. Did I say getting fresh? What is this, 1972? <laughs> All the music that was popping, things that were going on around the world. And hopefully we'll have some people out there that have had similar cars. They'll come in and be on the podcast as well. That's really what I would like to have happen. I think that would be great. So it's going to be um, it's going to be a month long, hopefully, on each car. So we're going to have one week is going to be about the car. You know, one week is going to be a special guest. Uh, one week will be about music or whatever else surrounding that car. So each each episode will do four episodes, hopefully for the month or each month will be one car. So we can hopefully gain um, a nice two year podcast out of that. Who knows? Maybe it'll be boring and we'll we'll do one or uh, two every month, maybe once every two weeks. So it might just be a one year pod. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Nobody wants to hear me talking about my cars for two years. So anyway. Let's get on with this and see what we can find. What can we talk to you about? Because I've spent already five minutes rambling on about what you should do to subscribe to and listen to. Um, bad Santas, half-naked Santas run through streets for charity. That's not bad. That's charity. There's nothing bad about that. We're not going to talk about that story. Scientists predict Earth will develop Saturn-like rings made by garbage. Oh, boy. And it's under the science catalog, so uh, the science heading. So we got to click on that one. Scientists say Earth is on course to have its own rings. They'll just be made of junk. I just rapped on a TV show called Avenue 5, you guys. Go check that out. It's on Sky HBO, wherever you are in the world. Um, season 2 just wrapped uh, last week, so it's not even wrapped a week. I only have a couple scenes and a couple episodes, so don't go there expecting to see me all up in the, all in the video. Because that ain't me. <laughs> so I got this little, little, little cheeky little parts here and there. I think I'm in like hopefully three episodes. I missed a couple because of some other commitments, some audio books that I was doing, which I can give you info about as well. But season one is out and you can, as soon as you press play, you'll see me on the screen. So that's what's up. It's, it's a slapsticky comedy about space tourism with Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad and a, a great group of people. Man. I had a lot of fun with that one. So check that out. Avenue five. Anyway, and, oh, I, I bring that up because in the show, spoiler, but this is from season one, so check that out. We had a ring of shit <laughs> circling around the ship like uh, rings of Saturn, but it was rings of poop. So that's what kind of show it is. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so apparently as more and more debris accumulates in space and surrounds Earth's orbit, one researcher believes our planet will eventually develop rings made completely of space junk space junk that's amazing so he says the earth is on course to have its own rings they'll just be made of junk and this is coming from jake abbott he's a robotics professor at the university of utah abbott was part of a team of researchers that recently published a uh, report that um, detailed how non-magnetic space junk can conduct electricity so the team believed to have found a way by using controlled force and torque to slow spinning objects, move them around, and eventually collect them. So Abbott believes the findings could relate to collecting space junk 
orbiting Earth's atmosphere. Space junk apparently is a growing problem. NASA reports the Department of Defense is tracking more than 27,000 pieces of space debris. 27,000. That's in, that's crazy. NASA says there's likely more debris in space that's too small to track, but still large enough to present a threat. Space debris travels at extremely high speeds, so even a tiny piece can impact a spacecraft and create big problems. I'm surprised more of that stuff's not returning back into Earth and just blasting us because it's definitely a possibility for something like that to happen. But, um... Anyway, moving on to something else. Family finds venomous snake in Christmas tree. Ooh, I don't think we want to do that one. Somebody wants that. Innocent man arrested five times in three days. Man, I, I already know what's going on with that one. It looks like he's from China, too. Let's click on that one. I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, in China. In China, an innocent man was arrested five times in three days. A criminal with a striking resemblance to the man escaped from prison, and police offered a significant 700,000 yen reward. The fugitive's image was everywhere, prompting reward seekers to report the man to the authorities no less than five times. So, that's a nonsense article. How about a waitress getting fired after receiving a $4,000 plus tip? <laughs> That's only in America. I already know. Before I even click on it, I can tell. A waitress says her employer fired her after she received a $4,400 tip. At Oven, Oven and Tap in Arkansas. I knew it. I knew it. I told you they were American. I knew it. A party of more than 40 each contributed $100 to a collective gratuity. That's dope. The waitress said her shift manager told her to hand over the cash and she'd take home 20%. Fuck off. Bleep that. You gotta edit that out or don't. That's crazy. It's a guy. His name was Ryan Brandt. One of his tables at Oven and Tap in Bentonville, Arkansas, left a huge tip. He says it was an incredible thing to do. And to, Oh, it's a woman. Sorry, Ryan. I thought it was a man. See? I can't tell by looking at the name. This is what got me in trouble on the podcast, talking about pronouns the other day. It was an incredible thing to do, quote, and to see her reaction was awesome. To see what that meant to her, the impact that it's had on her life already, quote, she got fired, said Grant Wise, one of the diners. Wise is a real estate company owner, says he called the restaurant ahead of time to make sure a large tip wouldn't cause any issues. However, things took a turn when Brant's manager told her to hand over the majority of her gratuity. He was getting ready to pocket that shit and go on, the, on holiday. He was like, yeah. Jerk. I was told that I was going to be giving my cash over to my shift manager and I would take be taking home 20%, Brant said. She said she'd worked there for over three years and was never asked to split her tips with other staff. Ah, okay, here it goes. They, I used to work at the Beverly Hills Hotel and they used to pool their tips. This is great when you've got, because you have a lot of celebrities coming to these hotels, or these locations in Beverly Hills, and... 
sometimes you want that tip because I know Johnny Depp used to come in and leave like a three thousand dollar tip. You know, and I know some people that would come in, whatever the check was, they would match that. I had that in Detroit, actually, at Joe Muir's. Whatever the check was, they'll match. He would match. That guy was a doctor. He would match the tip to the to the bill. So if he only had a salad, $3 or $5 salad, you got a $5 tip. You know, but you know, you, you get it. Um, but pooling tips is good because everybody services all the tables. So it's different, right? So I come to your table. I might bring soup. You know, I might walk past another table. They ask for a drink. I, everybody's helping everybody's tables. So then I understand. But it's only bad when somebody leaves you a fat tip and you have to split it up. But at the same time, everybody gets dope service because you want to get a dope tip no matter what. And you're, you're going to, you know, share the wealth. So Brant says she was let go for what the restaurant said was a breach of policy. I'd like to see this. And did she sign anything that said that she had to do this? Um, just because somebody else ran some food out to your table doesn't mean that you have to split the, that tip. I would tip them out. That's what we would. What, what's actually what it's called. Like I would have to tip out my bus boy for the day. Sometimes they make more money than we did, <laughs> but they worked on all the tables, right? Clearing and setting. Tip out the bartender. After I done tipped everybody out, I walk with a little bit of money. So after uh, it was devastating, she says I borrowed a significant amount for student loans. Most of them were turned off because of the pandemic, but they're turning back on in January, and that's a harsh reality, Brant said. After dining, this large group of guests requested that their gratuity be given to two particular servers. We fully honored their request, Oven and Tap said in a brief statement. Out of respect for our highly valued team members, we do not discuss the details surrounding the termination of an employee. That is some bogus, on the surface, bogus stuff. I don't know how that went down specifically, but I'm telling you, uh, what's the name of the place? Something in tap. Where'd it go? Um, oven and tap. That's not not right to me. I don't think that's right. But again, doesn't matter what I think because it's, um, you know, it's not my spot. I'm not a manager there and none of that. But um, I don't agree with that. And hopefully... I mean, she's got the four grand, you know, so hopefully she can, you know, but, but did she turn over the money? The article doesn't say, so I'm just speculating. Um, I don't know. Uh, Delaware Highway exit sign misspells state's name only in America. Delaware. <laughs> a typo. How do you get a typo? I don't know. We're not going to talk about that. Armed suspects steal groom's Rolex during wedding reception. And that's foul bro foul let's go and try and find you something interesting in tech news something that might be advantageous to your life researchers turn cockroaches into life-saving cyborg bugs <laughs> oh boy oh i like this one this is where we'll wrap the show up with engineer becomes world's first 3d printed eyeball recipient that's actually dope Nine foot joystick sets Guinness World Record. Oh my God. I really like this engineer becoming world's first 3D printed eyeball recipient. I'm not going to look into that one because I want to do, do a deeper dive on stuff like that because it has broader implications. And this is a fun podcast to get you on with your day quickly and effectively with news that you probably won't remember next week. And that eyeball thing is something you're going to remember. And I found it. I found it. Apartment complex uses DNA tests on dog poop.
to find owners. Wow. Now, this is interesting. Before I even read it, this is interesting. Who's sending me messages? Um, how do you know that it's my dog? There's probably more than one dog. Where are you getting your DNA samples of my dog from? Which I would not allow you to do. So um, that's a, a breach of privacy already right there. So an apartment complex in St. Louis, Missouri, is using DNA testing on dog poop to find their owners and fine them. All tenants at the apartment complex are required to register their dogs oh, with a cheek swab and send it off to a lab called, <laughs> called Poo Prints. <laughs> Who opened this company? Poo Prints. If dog poop is left on the apartment's property, staff send sample of the last and a sample to the lab to find a match. Wow. I'm kind of not mad at that. It seems a bit excessive. Put a camera in and you're done. But so tenants will be faced with serious consequences if they leave behind their dog poop. The downtown gallery luxury apartments upholds its strict no poop policy. Why don't you just have like no dog policy? There's plenty of people out there with no dogs that can fill those buildings. It even provides residents with pooper scoopers and waste bags. There's really no excuse to not pick it up, resident Jake Bearden says, who is dog dad to Dewey and dog <laughs> Fox too now. Dog owning tenants must abide by the policy by taking cheap cheek squats cheek swabs of their pets upon move in and sending the samples to poo prints. Gallery Apartments District Manager Mike Cooker has indicated the Tennessee-based lab specializes in dog DNA waste management. So they're sending, I'm hoping they have a local lab and that they're not actually sending dog DNA, doo-doo DNA samples to another state. The dog's DNA is on their database. Whoever's texting me, knock that stuff off. I'm trying to podcast here. No respect. No respect. I could just hit the do not disturb, but I'm lazy. Clearly. <laughs> lazy. So um, according to the Poo Prince website, the millions of bacteria found in pet waste can be harmful to humans and other animals and can also contaminate water systems. I get that. I understand. The company's pet waste DNA program has gained traction since its inception in 2010 and is now used by over 6,000 properties in the United States, Canada, and right here in the UK. Wow. So the gallery apartment said their program has come in handy by nabbing dog poo offenders. Oh, here's the answer to my question. I love it when they follow through and think ahead. What are the crazy people like me thinking? Give them an answer. The apartment manager says having poo prints really helped with that because we weren't having to go through video footage to try to find someone or just giving up on it and just doing it ourselves. Okay. Now, to be fair, (laughs) let's really break this down. 
even just just basic to the way that my brain would process something like this. You you deep thinkers out there go deeper. So it costs less money to have these DNA samples sent out to this lab. So you have to get the dog people in, take the, the sample, send the sample off to the lab. It's on their database, which you're paying for, I'm sure. Now I have to go out there and swab some shit. <laughs> send that out to them, which I have to pay them again for them to test. All this is cheaper than me just pressing play and looking through some footage. I mean, you can fast forward and see when the dog stops and see if somebody bends over and picks it up. This is where deep learning AI is gonna come in handy. We need to create something to offset this company. Let's put this poop prints company out of business. I already have a plan. I don't even know if I should say it on the air. You're not supposed to. I probably already gave away too much already. Because I had something similar to this with uh, people using their mobile phones and driving in their car. But congressmen in the United States weren't really feeling my idea. Some of them almost even seeming annoyed when I spoke to them on the phone. Then when I had my less urban counterpart call in, they seemed to have no problem having conversations with him when my colleague calls. Anyway, if a dog owner violates the policy the first time, they will face a fine, but repeat offenders will lose their pet privileges. What do you mean pet privileges? You're going to make me get rid of my dog? I'll just move. So you're going to lose my money privileges is what, what I think we really need to be calling that. So anyway. Oh, black alien. Oh, can, oh do we have time? 22 minutes? Oh, we got time. Someone in LA dies of coronavirus every eight minutes. We're not talking about that. Come on. Uh, Mary Kay Letourneau, teacher who married students. She was convicted of raping, dies of cancer. That was old. That's an old story. Um, this black alien, I heard about this guy on Joe Rogan podcast. All count. So man known as black alien had fingers sliced off to create claw. The world's most modified man had part of his hand chopped off as part of his plan to become a black alien. Holy shit, look at this guy. He's French. Wow, he had his, looks like his pinky and his ring finger taken off. So he's got an index and a middle finger and a thumb. Looks like he's got a cleft lip. Maybe that was the trigger to get him started. Maybe he felt, anyway. The Frenchman has also split his tongue, cut off his nose, and covered his whole body in tattoos and piercings. Anthony Lafredo says he has only so far completed 34% of his unbelievable transformation. He's a 33-year-old Frenchman who was transformed his body in a bid to become a black alien. How come it's okay to say Frenchman, but you can say Englishman, but if you said Chinaman... You get canceled. I don't understand. Anyway, Anthony Lafredo's apparent surgery is the latest in the series of procedures the wannabe ET has undergone, including getting his nose, his upper lip. He's had his upper lip cut off, his tongue split, and his entire body, including his eyeballs, covered in tattoos. See, now I'm going to have to put up a video because of this guy. And despite 
<laughs> Despite the shocking alterations, the oddball mutilation aficionado said he has only achieved 34% of his goal. Oh, man. He says, I developed my inner peace. He captioned an image of his hand, which appears to have stitches where the ring finger and pinky used to be. In 2017, he told the French paper um, Midi Libre. I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. From a very young age, I have been passionate about mutations and transformations of the human body. I had a click when I was a security guard. I realized that I was not living my life the way that I wanted. I stopped everything at 24 and left for Australia. Uh-oh. We can blame Australia now. It's Australia's fault. They did this to him. He says, I love getting into the shoes of scary characters. I often settle down somewhere and play a role, especially at night. In the dark streets. <laughs> It's almost creepy. I explore the contrast between the role I play and myself. Wow. His bizarre work has been praised by some admirers while denounced by others. Blatant disrespect to those that are uncomfortable to have lost limbs and look for ways to function as the human body should, one social media user wrote. You're 100% going to regret this one eventually, another said. A third called his actions disturbing and fascinating at the same time. Don't think I could do this, but thumbs up to you for your living your dream. Anyway, it's your life. That's what I can only tell you people out there. It's your life. He's not harming anybody. He's doing what he wants to do. You've got one life that we know of. Bjork says you only live twice. But you only certainly live once. So I used to have a mohawk. It was green. I have no hair now because it's probably dead follicles because it used to be green. <laughs> but go do what you want to do. Who cares if that guy or girl over there likes to be with the same sex or they want to... They want to be called something other than what they were born with. I wouldn't like to be called what I was born with because that's what the Dead Beat Dad podcast that I told you about at the top of the show is going to be about. <laughs> Stuff like that. So go live your best life. Money 21 is almost over. Money 22 is right around the corner. Eight days left until Christmas. Go out there, get your shopping. If you're into Christmas, uh, if you celebrate Hanukkah, I uh, hope you had a happy Hanukkah. That was last week, I believe. Um, maybe you uh, celebrate Kwanzaa. Um, happy Kwanzaa to you. That's next week. Uh, maybe you celebrate Festivus because you just like to live on the fringes. Whatever you're celebrating, happy holidays to you. If we don't speak to you again before then, but hit us up wherever you're hitting up podcasts. Podbean. Um, this one is not on Podbean. Actually, half of it is. Depends on where I'll upload the show. But um, Who News podcast is only on Captivate.fm, as well as Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts and so on. Um, the Von Joseph Show is on Podbean as well as all those other places. 
And the Beatdown Pod is on uh, Spotify, and I believe it's on Apple and Amazon and iHeartRadio now as well. So don't forget to subscribe to those. We really appreciate you for listening and for being out there and supporting the podcast over the years. I'm Vaughn Joseph. It's time for me to go, and I'll catch y'all when I catch y'all. Peace.